Hello everyone, thank you for listening and watching the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host Tom Walker. We've got an action-packed show as ever for you today. Uh, full fixture list across Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two to sink our teeth into. We're going to be bringing you our best bets across each of the leagues over the course of the next 50 minutes or so. We are as ever sponsored by our friends at Matchbook.com. You can bag yourself a £30 money back as a free bet offer using the sign-up code TFB Podcast upon registration. Uh, Tom, plenty to get stuck into. Excited for this pod. Very excited for this pod. Really kind of getting towards the World Cup now. So, you know, one way of looking at it is, you know, really got to enjoy domestic football whilst we can because we, you know, research these leagues and know them a bit better than we do some of the teams at the World Cup. And on the other hand, you know, Looking forward to, to getting the teeth stuck into the greatest show on earth. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, a weird but exciting time and uh, really excited to get stuck into the Premier League, starting off with the early kickoff, Tom. Yeah, loads of games in uh, on Saturday in the Prem this week, which is a nice change. Uh, just to mention, all the odds we're going to read out on the show today are going to be taken from matchbook.com. Um, starting off, yeah, Leicester against Man City. So Leicester priced at 11.0 for the win, 6.4 for the draw and 1.32 for City. Uh, Leicester, slight upturn in form, haven't they? They've kept three clean sheets in a row, uh, winning the last two against Wolves and Leeds. However, do you think Man City are going to be an obstacle too far for this resurgent Leicester side? I do, but I could definitely see them hitting the back of the net. As you mentioned, Tom, it's actually four and five for um, clean sheets. So it's definitely not going to be an easy nut to crack for Man City, but we we have to respect that Man City's domestic form has been almost perfect. Uh, Obviously, one or two little hiccups. Uh, I'm not sure how much we read into the Champions League, Tom. Feels Mm. to me a couple of rotations, maybe foot off the gas, you know, qualification, all sorts. If this could score penalties, I think they'd be... (laughs) (laughs) They'll <laughs> be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how long he's going to be on them for. Um, Man City and yes is where I've landed, Tom. It's 2.82. Uh, you talk about Leicester improving defensively, and they have. But attacking-wise, they've been brilliant as well. Um, I mean, you're talking about their up upturn in form. They've actually scored in every single one of their last seven games, going back to even when they were pretty bad. So in a 5-2 defeat away at Brighton, they still got two. A 6-2 defeat away at Tottenham, still got two. 4-0 against Forest, lost 2-1 against Bournemouth, but still got a goal. Uh, the 0-0 with Palace is the anomaly there. Two against Leeds and four away at Wolves. James Madison, purring and uh, Tom, that strike from Yuri Tillemans. Woof. Delicious. Um, I think if Brighton can get one at the Etihad in their current guys, I don't see why Leicester can't get one at the KP. So, yeah, Man City in yes, 2.82. Cool. Right, let's move into the three o'clock send. Starting off with Bournemouth against Spurs. 5.5 for Bournemouth, 4.0 for the draw and 1.73 for Spurs. Um, I'm falling on the side of Spurs here. However, it's not the most confident I've been in them all season. And at 1.73, it scares me a little bit. Um, Bournemouth, after 
what seemed like a really good spell, they seem to have really dropped off in recent weeks. Um, the home form doesn't make for fantastic reading. They've only scored two goals in the last five home games, and they both came in the same game. That's a 2-1 win against Leicester. So in the other four games, and they drew a blank, most recently losing 1-0 at home to Southampton. Um, and that concerns me. I, I just feel like that kind of... Uh, oh, you can't call it a new manager bounce, can you? The sacking Scott Parker bounce and <laughs> Gary O'Neill coming in. Um, it's kind of wearing off a bit now for Bournemouth and they're starting to uh, slip a bit further down the table um, to a place where potentially a lot of people thought they probably would be. Uh, yeah, I think Spurs will win. I think it'll be. I don't think they'll hammer Bournemouth, but you know, if Spurs won this two 0 I, I don't entirely trust this Spurs side, as you can probably tell by me speaking now. But um, yeah, Bournemouth just seem really goal shy at home, and Spurs have obviously got that quality in their squad to uh, to make them capable of getting a result here. Yeah, I'm. I'm not quite ready to to be reading out Tottenham at the moment, Tom. Uh, lots of question marks and. Lots of negativity swirling around. Performances haven't been great. Um, they're really missing Romero, Hoiberg and Kulisevsky. Three players that transformed them to Champions League bankers, I would say. Um, so, yeah, really missing the spine of their team at the moment. So, not for me. Into Brentford against Wolves then. 2.24 for Brentford. 3.6 for the draw and 3.5 for Wolves. Um, I was looking at this and I was thinking, yeah, probably Brentford. I, I feel like Brentford, and I might be I might be wrong here. This might be just a warped memory, but I feel like we recommend them quite a lot on the pod, and they let us down quite a lot. Um, yeah, maybe. But but I, I do think they'll win again this week. I'm, I'm going back there again. Um, two point two four for the win. Their record at home is is pretty decent, really. Um, they played six. They've won three, drawn two and lost one. The one defeat came to Arsenal. Um, you know, they've, they've beaten Man U, beaten Leeds, drew with Chelsea, uh, beaten Brighton. So they've picked up some decent results at home. Wolves are just hopeless away from home. Um, they've not won a single game away from home all season. They've only just drawn one. So that's one draw, five defeats from their six away games in the Premier League, still without a permanent manager. Um, and yeah, until Wolves kind of sort out the managerial situation, I'm going to go nowhere near them. But yeah, poor all round for Wolves and Brentford should be getting three points at home this weekend to kind of counterbalance their poor away form. Yeah, Wolves, worst team in the league at the moment for me, even though they're not bottom of the league. They haven't won any of their last 13 away games, Tom. And, you know, Jeez. going back, yeah, obviously going back a little bit there. And they've lost three in a row. Yeah, a, a club with zero outlets. Um, stole this from another podcast, so I'm not going to claim it as my own. But not a single player who started their last Premier League fixture has scored more than five goals in a season before. So they are really, really goal shy at the moment. Uh, they are poor at the back as well. Collins injury, you know, not helping anything. And yeah, Tom, they have shelved the... Uh, the managerial stuff till after the World Cup. It's not going to be too late, but whoever comes in is going to have an absolute almighty task on their hands. They are indeed. 
Um, right up next, we've got the Graham Potter derby, Brighton against Chelsea. Mm. Um, speak to me, because I'll read out the odds, and Chelsea seem very generous. But um, Brighton are 3.1 at home, 3.4 for the draw, and 2.54 for Chelsea. When I saw the price, I expected Chelsea to be much more around the evens mark, um, not 2.54. What are yeah. your thoughts on this particular game? Yeah, totally. I'm a So, the one thing I will say about Brighton is I do think they've been a, a little bit unlucky recently, um, especially the Forest game. Of course, people will point to that. I put it down to, to some poor finishing and some good goalkeeping and a little bit of bad luck. Um, I think they were, oh, I mean, Man City is Man City. You know, most teams lose there. I think they were competitive. You know, may, I think there is building blocks there and they do have a strong team. And maybe it's they're being priced up as if they still have Graham Potter in charge. Maybe they're being priced up as kind of the best of the rest almost. But yeah, Tom, Chelsea, another test away from home in midweek. Salzburg, uh, you know, they may not be called Barcelona or Bayern Munich or anything like that, but they're a really good team, very capable. And uh, a lot of players uh, on the radar of a lot of other European clubs. So that's a really good 2-1 uh, win there, especially, you know, Salzburg equalising as well. Almost beat Man United as well at home for that Casemiro goal. The Brentford game was an absolute stinker. And I suppose the Villa game, Tom, that was under Steven Gerrard. Villa battered them, really, the first half in particular. Uh, and then even the second half, you know, Villa could have got something out of it. Maybe there's a crack there, but no, I'm with you. I'm I'm pretty bemused what's going on with the pricing. I don't know if the bookies know something that we don't, but you know, if we're looking at Chelsea who haven't lost in their last nine and uh, Brighton haven't won in their last five. I think I feel like I'm being lured into a trap here, Tom, but this is Premier League price of the weekend, no? It's gotta be, hasn't it? Um be. although like you say, it it seems like a trap. When you see a price that seems too good to be true, I feel like most of the time it does turn out to be too good to be true. I'd agree. Um, but yeah, I'll probably, I'll be sucked in. I'm oh, 100% yeah. sucked oh, in some, oh, some yeah. form. <laughs> um, yeah. 1.43 is the price for double chance. So there is a bit of a drop there in no, terms of not uh, Chelsea to win or draw. But yeah, I think... If you're going to go for something this game, Chelsea on the nose for that for that price. Um, certainly, that's the way we we'd say to go. Uh, up next, then Palace against Southampton, two point zero two for Palace, three point six five for the draw, and four point one for the Saints to get the win. Um, this is for me a, a case of good home side versus pretty poor away side, really, um, and that's reflected in the odds. Palace. Generally, pretty good home form so far in the league. Um, they've won three of the last five, beating Wolves, Leeds and Aston Villa. Uh, the defeat coming at home to Chelsea. Uh, and then Southampton struggling on the road. They've they've uh, they've played six away from home. They've lost four, won two. Um, and their most recent win coming last weekend against that goal shy at home Bournemouth team, which we've just spoken about. So, um yeah, for me, I think Palace should get the job done here. I think they're a better team than Southampton. Uh, yeah, I'd, I've not got an awful lot to say on this one, to be honest, <laughs> apart from <laughs> I think Palace are a better team. They've got a better better home form. Southampton tend to struggle away, uh, don't score many goals away from home either. And yeah, I think it's probably priced up correctly. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I do get a bit nervous when we have a, a mid-table clash because, as I say, almost every week, you know, the reason these teams are mid-table is because they're inconsistent. Um, I, I've been very strong on Palace all season and will continue to do so. I think they're better than what their league position shows, which is 13th. And yeah, Tom, you kind of read it uh, right away, really, for me. Just four goals scored on the road for Southampton so far this season. Uh, I would love Palace to have scored more than nine at home, to be honest with you. But uh, as you said, they've been pretty strong, winning 50% of their home games. I think as long as the Eze, Elise, Edouard kind of vibe clicks, uh, obviously Zaha as well, left out their best player. Um, I think Palace will uh, get a home win, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, final three o'clock then, Newcastle against Aston Villa. Uh, 1.88 for Newcastle, 3.85 for the draw and 4.6 for Aston Villa. Um, will it be a, a good evening or a good a- good afternoon for uh, <laughs> Unai Emery on the side? No, no, it won't. Um, I know, Tom, you... you... In the past, you've had the kind of new manager bounce fear and sometimes it's worked for you and sometimes it hasn't. And you know that I don't massively believe in it. I think Emery will improve Villa, but I don't think this is the game where it happens. Yet Villa were great against Brentford. Bit of an inexplicably bad performance in Brentford. Um, But yeah, Villa absolutely excellent, flying out the traps. But this is a different test we're talking about. Uh, a team with the best defence in the Premier League, 10 conceded and have played a game more than second place, joint second place, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea. So they played a game more and still conceded less goals than everybody else. Miguel Almiron, one of the best players in the league at the moment on current form. I'm not saying overall, but you know, on form, he's one of the uh, the danger men. And Newcastle just seemed to be such a, a well-oiled machine, defensively sturdy. Everyone knows their job. They've got a great spine now with Nick Pope, Bruno Guimaraes in, in midfield is having an absolute field day. And Villa, I don't know what to expect from Emery, which is probably why I'm not like massively leaning towards Newcastle. But I do like the look of them at home. 1.88 is the price. I mean, 4.6 for a new manager bounce win. That That's pretty big money. Mm. Yeah, I <clears throat> I was kind of toying with maybe the draw 3.85. I I feel like I'll probably leave this game alone, but I'll come back mm. and see Newcastle have won 2-0 and I won't be surprised one bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, you, you know, I like a new manager bounce. So 3.85 for the draw kind of appealed to me. This Newcastle side have drawn three games at St. James's Park already this season against uh, Bournemouth Palace and Man City. So... Um, you know, there is form for the draw. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, we'll see how the appointment pans out. Because, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be generally a decent one for Villa. Yeah, to be fair. steady. Steady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. Um, into the 5.30 then, Fulham against Everton. 2.42 for Fulham. 3.5 for the draw. 3.2 for Everton. Take it away, Fulham, mate. Like- Take it away. This is the part of the show where we can just copy and paste from last week. <laughs> just put last week's <laughs> clipping in. And the week before that, and the week before that, and the week before that. <laughs> Do you know what? I haven't um, even put any 
I, I don't mean sound lazy. I haven't even researched this game because I just know what you're going to read. I knew you'd be all over it. Yeah, well, there's two things. Um, and it's the Fulham factor. It's certainly not the Everton factor in any of these tips because Everton's mm-hmm. not exactly the most free scoring. Although, yes, they scored three last weekend. Um, apart from that, <laughs> not the most free scoring <laughs> team in the league. Um, but yeah, both teams to score all over 2.5. Maybe both teams will score and over 2.5 if you want to combine the two. Um, eight of the last nine Premier League games for Fulham have been both teams to score. Uh, nine of the last nine games have been over 2.5. So some of Fulham's most recent results, 3-2-3-0-2-2-3-1-4-1-3-2-2-1-2-1-2-1. So goals all over the shop, usually in both nets. Um, the only blank was when they uh, they beat Villa 3-0 in the game that got, got Gerard sacked the other week. So, um, yeah, I, I fully expect both teams to score again based on those trends, over 2.5 again probably based on those trends. So the prices are, for over 2.5, it's, it's pretty generous to be honest. It's 1.93 and uh, both teams to score is 1.75. So despite those strong trends, the pricing is not all that bad. Yeah, I'm totally with you, mate. And yeah, fully expecting uh, the results to fall your way yet again uh, this week when it comes to Fulham. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, not a. I feel like Everton are sticky, but I, I'm not. I feel like I could go all season and not tip them if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, finally for Saturday, a 7:45 kickoff. So we've got a, an evening game on Saturday, which is nice. Hmm. 1.31 for Liverpool. 6.4 for the draw and 11.0 for Leeds. Uh, Leeds coming into this game in some really tough form. They've not won in the league since they beat Chelsea on the 21st of August. Um, that was eight games ago, nine games ago, sorry now. Four consecutive defeats, home and away. Pressure really seems to be cranking up now on Jesse Marsh. Four away defeats in a row. A lot of negative stats. Trends, uh, fan uh, feeling around Leeds and Marsh at the moment. I can't see them getting a win this weekend. I can't see them getting a draw this weekend, to be honest. Can you see them? No. Anything other than a Liverpool win? No, nothing. Um, you know, obviously, we're looking at when you're looking at Liverpool and you're looking at a weakness, and you have a look at that Forest win. Forest had green shoots. I know it's hard for other people to understand who may not have been watching uh, Forrest as closely as we had, but they've been slowly improving. And I mean, very slowly improving. Um, and someone was going to get beat by Forrest. I don't see that with Leeds at all. There are no green shoots at the moment. There's nothing for me to cling on to, to try and make this argument interesting or, you know, tip out a big outsider. You know, Liverpool <clears throat> had that away game against Ajax. You know, that's a... That's a big test, right? That's a massive potential banana skin. They lose that off the back of the Forest loss as well. And then maybe this is a bit of a different conversation, but I still think I would tip Liverpool even if they lost against Ajax because Leeds mm-hmm. are showing nothing right now. Absolutely nothing. Especially with this game being at Anfield as well. You know, it's been a while yeah. since Liverpool lost lost at Anfield. Um, if it was at Ellen Road, maybe like with Forest winning at the City Ground, 
you could make some kind of argument for Leeds, but mm. away from home, I agree, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but you know, with Forest beating Liverpool, Liverpool beat Man City, Liverpool are going in the Champions League away and beating Ajax. Do you think in your head, oh, Forest, you know, Liverpool beat Man City, so Forest beat Liverpool, that makes Forest better than Man City. Yeah, hundred percent. Liverpool, Liverpool beat Ajax. Yeah. Forest beat Liverpool. So Forest are better than Ajax, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to Sunday, then we've got two games, and this one does feature Nottingham Forest, Arsenal versus Forest. It's the two o'clock kickoff. One point two two for Arsenal, seven point eight for the draw, and seventeen point five <laughs> for Forest. Um, yeah, as optimistic as I like to be, and as good as we were um, and, and as solid as we were last weekend against Liverpool, I don't expect us to get anything at the Emirates away from home this weekend against Arsenal. Now, their record at home is is pretty fantastic. Um, they've won eight consecutive Premier League games, uh, scoring at least two goals in each game. Um, and whilst I think we won't get hammered, um, I do think Arsenal will probably win this game 2-0 if I had to put an exact score on it. Uh, I think it'll be fairly low scoring. Both teams have had five consecutive games under 2.5 goals. That's across all competitions. I could see the same again here. Yeah, I, I think a, a narrow win, probably fairly comfortable, but narrow win for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I think the days. A forest getting battered all around the pitch and you know being a, like a bit of a laughing stock are gone. You know I don't think you'll see Forest concede more than three for the rest of the season. Uh, I think you know the biggest margin they'll lose by is probably one or two. Uh, I know that sounds like a knee-jerk reaction, but Steve Cooper's changed everything, <laughs> absolutely everything. Uh, the way we played last season compared to how we're playing at the moment is night and day and we're doing what we need to do to hopefully stay in the league. And yeah, Arsenal, you know, Tom, we're coming off, we're coming off, uh, you know, two games where Arsenal haven't won Southampton away and PSV Eindhoven away. And I know it's back at the Emirates and you rightfully pointed out how incredible they are, but I don't think this is going to be as easy as everyone thinks. Of course it's top V bottom. So I think if you, kind of being a bit lazy about it and you're, you're looking at it like that, you might be thinking this could be fourth. You might be looking at the Man City result where Forrest lost six. You might be thinking it's going to be the same thing. I'm going Arsenal and under 3.5, Tom. Just as that little extra cushion of safety, it's 2.16. Uh, if, you, if you, Tom, wanted to go for Arsenal and under 2.5, it is a lot more appetising at the 3.95. Uh, but I think... Yeah it's worth taking a hit for that extra cushion of safety. Um, because Forrest previously in the season, as I said, I don't think this is going to happen anymore, but I did go for a trend of conceding one, two, three, you know, one, two, three. So maybe that will come back. Mm. Yeah, no, smart advice. And that leads into our final game then, which is 4.15. It's Manchester United against West Ham. 1.75 for Man U, 4.2 for the draw and 5.1 for West Ham. Um, I was looking at Manchester United's home form and the games they've played at home so far this season, 
I think they've probably had the toughest home run in the league and they've done very well, I'd say. I think it probably goes under the radar a bit, actually, how well they've done at home so far this season. Um, so they've they've beaten Brentford, beaten Liverpool, beaten Arsenal and beaten Spurs, drew with Newcastle and lost to, at the time, informed Brighton early on in the season. They've play, they played, you know, six good sides there at home, especially when you're looking at they've beaten Spurs, Arsenal and Liverpool at home. Um, you know, there's a massive credit to them for that. And for that reason, I think they'll win again, 1.75 at home to West Ham. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate West Ham are doing fairly well at the moment. They've picked up, but away from home, still pretty shocking. Uh, they've won one of the last seven. Um, and I don't expect that to change at Old Trafford this weekend. Yeah, I think West Ham are doing better. Right, I think that's how I'm going to summarise it. I'm not going to get too excited. Um, I still think they lack goal threats. They've got a lot of players, but I think a lot of players that will look back on the end of the season who have scored five or less. Um, Last year, obviously, it was Bowen and Antonio. Neither of those two are firing at the moment. Skamak had taken a while to settle, um, you know, notching one or two here, there and everywhere. And then people like Ben Rama and Fornals, et cetera, just not consistent enough. And I don't see them breaching this Man U defence. You're right to point out their, their home form, Tom. Um, that's a really good point and something that I didn't really notice. But yeah, they can go into the Champions League spots with a win. And obviously, results going their way this weekend. So, yeah, I think Man U will use that as motivation and they will bounce into uh, top four contention again. Uh, yeah, Man United for me. Cool. Okay, then. Well, that wraps up the Premier League. Let's just take a moment to talk about Matchbook and then we shall dive into the Championship League One and League Two. Yeah, really want to say thank you to Matchbook for their continued support. And Matchbook and the Football Betting Podcast want to join forces and offer you a sign-up offer as a new customer. So it's 30 quid back as a free bet if your first bet loses. So, for example, if you're looking at, I don't know, Forest <laughs> this weekend away <laughs> at Arsenal at 17.5, you want to chuck something on there. Let's say the likely result happens that Arsenal win. Instead of losing that money, you'll get it back as a free bet to reinvest into something a little smarter. So TFB Podcast is the promo code you're going to need. TFB Podcast, as in the football betting podcast. Uh, It's over 18s only, of course, uh, a couple of terms and conditions. But yeah, we would absolutely love it if you could support us and therefore Matchbook by signing up. Yeah, absolutely. Please do check that out, guys. Um, With that done, let's move into the championship. And... What's that noise? I have no idea. This wasn't pre-planned, so I'm not sure. <laughs> it probably sounds pretty dodgy when we hear that back on the recording. But that is me getting sucked into a price. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Friday night, QPR, away at Birmingham. Uh, 3.1 is the prize for QPR to get the win away at St. Andrews. And, you know, considering this is a team that are second in the league, I'm very... Good form generally, you know. This is, they've won five of the last. Sorry, they've 
five of the last six games they've won. Um, so they're coming into this in fantastic form away from home. Uh, they've won three of the last four. One defeat, that was away at Luton. So, you know, I feel like I can forgive them for that. Luton are a strong home side. And, yeah, I, I just think lots of confidence around the team, the club. Beal staying and turning down Wolves. You know, we recorded last week saying he was off to Wolves. <laughs> yeah, week, we did, yeah. yeah we this did. week, they've got another win under their belts and he's staying. Yeah. So, um you know, this is a club that's going to be full of confidence on a real high, on a winning run. Um, and I see the price of 3.1 and I, I can't turn it down. Birmingham are a sticky team. They're nowhere near as bad as I thought they're going to be this season. Um, but yeah, I just can't turn down the price. Yeah, see, I'm not going to go n- near it. I've, I think, I'm just, I know we're pressed for time, but I think we need to re-educate ourselves with Birmingham. Sometimes Millwall is the most classic example ever. They do the same thing for so long and you just you fail to recognise improvement because it's just ingrained in your brain. Like, if I, Tom, if I said to you, Millwall, you would say home form, set pieces, mm-hmm. strong defence, something like that, right? So, mm-hmm. Sometimes, especially this season, some of that couldn't be further from the truth, right? And I feel like with Birmingham, they've been so bad for so long that it's kind of ingrained in our brains that oh, yeah, Birmingham, they're absolutely terrible. I actually think they're doing all right at the moment. And I think they've got way more goal threats than they've ever had before. And yes, it's still an absolute car crash off the pitch. But, you know, they're up in 15th. I know it's the championship, so I'm kind of cheating. They're six points off of playoffs at the moment. I am not saying for one second they're going to make it, but I'm not so keen. I'm I'm really not so keen. You know, they've they've been unbeaten in ten out of sixteen games. Yeah, not for me. But Tom, variety is the spice of life. So there we go. <laughs> Isn't it just um, who do you fancy? Red, uh, Burnley all day mm. uh, going against my arch nemesis Reading who. I've I've been peltering for five seasons when we started this in 2017. But yeah, Burnley for me, best team in the league. I think they'll win the league in the end. Uh, they're obviously top of it right now, so don't mean to look like a, a genius there. They've obviously only lost one game, and when you have a look, they've won eight and drew eight. So if they could just turn a couple of those draws into wins, then this league is there for the taking because... We've spoke about its weakness before. <clears throat> Previously, I spoke about Reading tumbling down the league, as I expected them to, Tom. I think it was when we were talking about them and they were second or something ludicrous like that. They're still in eighth, yeah. so credit to them. Uh, but they've lost seven matches. Just as an FYI, West Brom have lost six. They're second bottom. Uh, we're not going to use Coventry because they've played two games, sometimes three games less than everyone else. Middlesbrough have lost seven. Wigan, Blackpool, Stoke, like these are all teams kind of in the bottom ten. So Reading have lost more or just as much as those teams. They've obviously won eight and only drew one, so that's where they're getting their points from. But yeah, for me, I feel like Reading are, are dropping off and this is the toughest game in the league for me. So Burnley, home bankers, uh, I mean... It, it is 
Uh, so it's pretty short, but I think it's short with reason. Yeah, that's the standout, isn't it? In the yeah. in this league this weekend, absolutely. Um, for me, another decent price. Um, I don't think you will like it again, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to put it out there. Um, it's Watford away at Wigan. So 2.46 is the price for Watford. And I'm going to take it a step further and say Watford to win and both teams to score, which is 5.5. Wigan have the worst home form in the championship. Uh, They've played eight at home, winning just one and shipping on on average just under two goals a game. Um, But they do tend to lose having scored a goal. So... They've lost five of the last six games. That's across home and away. Uh, they've lost lost each of them with both teams scoring. So uh, like two ones, four ones, two ones, a three one, you know, that kind of thing. So that record um, is part of the reason for the tip. And the second part, of the, second part of the reason for the tip is the stuff I've been seeing online about Wigan off the field this week. Mm. Um, yeah. Rumours going around that payers have been payers players have been (laughs) players have been paid late again for what the third time in recent months um is the club up for sale is the club not up for sale uh there's a statement that's come out from the chief exec i think it was trying to calm the fears of fans and everyone saying you know players will be paid it was a bank glitch the club's not for sale etc etc but yeah i i don't know it's it's not, they're not in good form and that kind of thing just doesn't help whatsoever. So, um, yeah, for me, I'm going to go for Watford here. Um, hopefully they can build on that momentum that saw them beat Luton 4-0 last weekend. So if they can put in another performance like that, they'll get the win this weekend here. But yeah, they're very yo-yo-ish at the moment at Watford, which scares me. But um, yeah, Watford to win both teams to score. I do like it, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I do like it. Um, I flirt, yeah, I flirted with it myself. Just feel like Watford have got so many individuals they don't even have to play well. To be honest, mm. just Ishmael Asar's just got to play a seven out of ten, and that'll be that. Watford will win. Move on. Um, Coventry and Blackpool. Tom, I think this game is going to be both teams to score, but it does need some explaining. It's one point. Is <laughs> <laughs> It's 1.93, and basically, this is a very lopsided, both teams to score tip. Uh, We are looking at Blackpool as the culprits. Uh, Four games in a row now, uh, where the scores, where the combined combined goals, sorry, have been over 3.5. So I'm going to read their little run that they're on at the moment. 3-1 win, 3-3 draw, 3-1 win. 4-2 4-2 win. So they're looking pretty good at the moment. And their game is against Coventry. Um, Coventry at home. There's not as much data to go off, of course. So I did try and work out how many goals have conceded through their games. They're, they're two games back from everyone else. And then I worked out the average and then added that on twice more to try and work out a average compared to 16 games i'm hoping that made sense um if they carry on at the regular rate they're going to have a bang average mid-table defense at the moment it is playing pretty well to be honest with you 
Um, their last game was both teams to score and over 3.5 goals. Previously, though, uh, there is not a lot of history for both teams to score. Bless you, sir. Um, it's about six games without both teams to score, to be honest with you. However, as I said, this is more on the side of Blackpool and just two of the best kind of performing strikers in the league at the moment uh, going up against each other. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of gaps. Uh, Victor Gjokeres, five in 14 for him. Jerry Yates, eight in 16 for him. Uh, Theo Corbiano on the wing as well for Blackpool, uh, three in 14 for the young winger. Uh, Charlie Patino pulling some strings in midfield. Kenny Dougal getting involved as well. And, uh, you know, Gustavo Harmer, I think, is suspended for Coventry, unfortunately. Otherwise, this would have been a lot uh, a lot more enticing. But Matt Godden should start 3-12 uh, and 12 for Godden. Lots of talent on the pitch. Blackpool, an absolute fun house at the moment. And uh, both teams to score is my tip at 1.93. I like it. Uh, no more in the champ for me, unless you've got anything. No, but I will give a special prize to the some to the person that can tip a winner between Hull and Blackburn, the mo- the most unpredictable Please. duo going head to head in Hull this weekend. So, if you can predict what's going to happen there, you win a, a magic prize. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right, League One then. I'm going to get us kicked off in League One with a team that I don't think will lose, and it's a pretty decent price. Uh, Bristol Rovers away at Derby County. So Bristol to either win or draw, so the double chance is 2.1 with Matchbook, which I thought was a good price um, at over-evens. And this is a side who, in midweek, went to Hillsborough and drew one all with Sheffield Wednesday. Prior to that, the weekend, they... Uh, drew with Plymouth. They were 2-0 down in that game and mounted a second half comeback to draw 2 all. so very impressive. And then prior to that, you know, this they've not lost since the 24th of September. Uh, they won five games in a row across all competitions before those two impressive draws against two of League One's top sides. Um, so they're going to come into this with uh, heaps of confidence um, after those results and the run they're on. And Derby haven't exactly been great. Um... Under Paul Warren so far, I think their their record uh, in League One since he took over stands at two wins, two defeats and a draw. Um, They've not scored for the last two games. And yeah, I just think Bristol Bristol should have nothing to fear going to Pride Park this weekend. Um, They've took points off the top two teams in this division. Um, Ipswich aside, uh, you could argue. But um, yeah, I think they'll get at least a draw at a very good price. Yeah, there's absolutely no way you're getting, was it, what did you say, 2.1? Yeah, 2.1. Yeah, zero percent chance you're getting that unless one team's relegated from the champ and one team's promoted from League Two. Absolutely no chance. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> right now, Tom, we've sometimes we share our long-term thoughts on the pod, but we go week to week and we just go who's better right now right and yeah. uh yeah bristol rovers for me so my league one tip of the week is bolton they're priced at 2.16 they're at home against oxford i mean a couple of stats straight off the bat here uh bolton haven't lost in their last four 
Uh, they haven't lost in any of the last seven at home, and they've won three on the spin. Oxford just they look like a shadow, Tom, of yeah. uh, of seasons gone by. I'm one. I'm a big believer in kind of cycles with management. Ever you know, managers can take them so long, and then maybe you know they keep trying to get promoted, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And maybe the the club, the fans, the players, maybe they lose faith in the in the constant guy driving them in charge, and that's that's Carl Robinson. Um, you know, it, it feels like this is a bit of a reality check for Oxford down in twentieth. They're not going to get relegated, absolutely no chance. But feels like one of those seasons where they have to accept that you know what they've been doing recently has been good, but it's not been quite good enough, and they've missed the boat. I've spoke before about. You know, when you get that opportunity, that like two, three year window where you bang at it and you can get promoted or get in the Champions League or whatever, you got to take it because cycles in football mean that your best players will leave and management leave and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, Bolton up there in fifth. We had them down, Tom, as a team before the start of the season that could disrupt that kind of top six and you know, gate crash, the, the big heavyweights that were talked about pre-season. And, you know, six wins from eight at home uh, leave me really excited. The only, Tom, the only thing that I found when I was doing my research here is Bolton's top scorer has two goals. Bloody hell. But they've had 13 different scorers this, <laughs> this season. Wow. So... I'm not sure if you're the kind of person who likes goals spread out or if you like, you know, the front three or to score, you know, five or six at this stage. But yeah, 13 different scorers. The top goal scorer uh, by virtue of games played is their midfielder, Kieran Lee, who has two in nine. Uh, So that worries me a bit, you know, where the goal's going to come from. I'm not 100% sure. Afalayan is someone I really like for them, um, but has been really quiet. And Dion Charles. I think he scored two in one game, maybe. He's only got two all season. I thought he was going to hit the ground running and go off, but he hasn't. Um, Oxford, a couple of injuries as well, just to add to the mix. But yeah, even with a full strength side, I'd be back in Oxford. Uh, Bolton, <laughs> I'd be batting, <laughs> backing Bolton. Yeah, well, where are the goals going to come from? Everywhere, mate. All over well, the pitch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's going to be 5 0, <laughs> five different scorers. Yeah, uh, no, I like that. I like that. Um, I was going to say Bolton myself. Um, yeah. I didn't realise that score thing, so that's cool. Mm. I didn't know that. Um, how about if I say to you, you can get the fifth best away side in League One at uh, over three to one? Ooh. Would you like that? Well, what's the other team? So Lincoln, they're priced at 4.3 mm. away at Port Vale. I really, um, I really like Port Vale. I do. Do you? You're going to have to put your salesman hat on and uh, convince me here. Right. Well, Port Vale, let's talk about them first. Um, at home, not particularly impressive. They've won one of seven games at home. Uh, so, won one, drawn three, lost three. So, they don't have a very strong home record. So, we can cross that one off. Why won't Lincoln win? <laughs> um, Lincoln away from home recently been in excellent form. They've won three of the last four. That includes scoring six away at Bristol Rovers. But the most recent two are the more impressive two. Uh, They beat Ipswich 1-0 and they beat Barnsley 1-0. 
So if you're going away to Portman Road, to Oakwell, and winning to nil, you can damn sure go away to Port Vale, who aren't even good at home, and beat them. You know, this is, for me, I, I just look at this game and I, I can't understand why Lincoln are such outsiders against Port Vale. I, I just don't get it. Don't get it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I feel like Port Vale are, are sticky. Um, I really like Darrell Clark and, and everything he's built there. I, I don't like going against him, but I get what you're saying. I, I'm I'm also learning a bit more about Lincoln because I feel like they finally woke up this season. So I feel like I'm a bit behind on my my knowledge of them. But anyway, uh, moving on, Wickham, Tom. Uh, Wickham's definitely something I'm interested in. And it is tight at 1.52, but we do have to bear in mind they're playing bottom of the league. Morecambe at Adams Park. Anis Mometi, maybe the best player in the league this season, potentially. Uh, he's got six in 15 from a kind of attacking midfield position. Has the uh, the little Albanian. Just, you never kind of feel like Wickham are quite there this season. I think, you remember when I said we have to re-educate ourselves with Birmingham? I feel like we have to do that about yeah. Wickham as well because, you know, in my mind, Wickham at League One level is, is pretty automatic. Uh, but they are down in 13th at the moment. Uh, they have won 6 of 15, uh, avoiding defeat in 8 of those. And, uh, you know, their home record is pretty 50-50. Uh, played 7, won 3, drew 1, lost 3. But, you know, I look at this Morecambe game and I think if they've got aspirations of finishing in that top 6, then this is a game they've got to win. Um, I wish they weren't coming off a home defeat to Cambridge, uh, but that's not enough to put me off. I, I will still back Wickham, 1.52. This game's played 10 times. Wickham win eight. No problem. Okay. Um, no more from me in League One. Do you have any? I, I just have a little fun one. Um, okay. I might have a flutter on Burton Albion away at Sheffield Wednesday. 7.8. Uh, bit of a fun one for me. Uh, just feel like it could be a bit of a banana skin. Not massively impressive Wednesday at the moment. And Dino Marmria, big Dino, he's got Bert and Albion playing some good stuff, to be honest. I think it could be uh, it, it could be a bit of a banana skin. So I might have a bit of a flutter on Burton. I love that he's never just Dino anymore. He's big Dino, hench Dino. Yeah, Something like, along uh, that. like big, he's got the big Sam treatment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apart from he's not big as in the way Big Sam's big, is <laughs> No, <it>? no, <laughs> Dino's been... Yeah, Dino could bench press Big Sam, probably. Yeah, <laughs> he could. Um, right, shall we go to League Two? Yeah, take it away, mate. Let's take it away. The cracker of both teams to score tip, I reckon. Um, AFC Wimbledon against Harrogate Town. Wimbledon without a clean sheet in 12 consecutive games. Harrogate without a clean sheet in eight consecutive games. Uh, the last seven consecutive Harrogate games have been both teams to score. Seven of the last eight AFC Wimbledon games have been both teams to score. Um, price for both teams to score, quite a generous 1.84. Jeez, mm. that rounded well as well. That was mm. good. Lovely. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like Wimbledon... I'd love to know. I haven't done the research and I should have. 
I'd love to know how many clean sheets Wimbledon have kept in the last two and a half years. I feel like every week we, we read out how bad they've been. Um, yeah, must have seen a lot of uh, opposition goals over that time, the uh, the Dons well, fans. Last season, didn't they go about 24, 25 yeah. games or something without winning? Yeah, something so, like that, yeah. Ended must up have been a, yes, a long God. time many clean sheets. <laughs> if anyone's got time on their hands and want to help out the pod, please tweet us t <laughs> underscore fb podcast. Walsall, Tom. Um, I I don't typically like tipping teams that are wobbling around that mid table, as you know. Um, but Rochdale, I know Jim Bentley's come in and he's he's kind of improved them a bit. Like they're not in the bottom two anymore. Uh, they are twenty second and two points clear of safety and they've got a Warsaw team in 13th who I think are just pretty average to be honest with you but I think that's all you need to be uh, Rochdale at the moment uh, no wins in their past three games for Rochdale a creditable draw against Tranmere last time out but a home defeat to the team you just mentioned Tom Wimbledon um, yeah just a bit of a bit of a sticky team Rochdale but Walsall should have enough, I think, to get a victory. Uh, I really like the Danny Johnson signing. And, I mean, this is not exactly, um, you know, this isn't me kind of discovering gravity here. This is Danny Johnson, 9-15, um, on loan from Mansfield, incredibly. Um, so, yeah, he's absolutely on fire at the moment. A decent home record. They've only lost two of eight. Winning four, drawing two, scoring 14 in the process. It's a decent home return. Uh, and yeah, just not overly fancying a team who have the second worst uh, attack in the league in Rochdale and the fourth worst defence. So yeah, I feel like this could be a kind of a, in America, they call it a, a sleeper pick. It's like something that people aren't thinking about, but it's right there in front of you if you know what I mean. You're just glazing over yeah, it. Yeah. 2.14 for me. Cool. Um, another both teams to score for me. This is Doncaster against Gillingham. So both teams to score in this game is 1.89. So again, not a bad price considering these are two sides who, one, have plenty of games both teams to score and two, can't really keep a clean sheet, especially in the case of Doncaster Rovers. Uh, 12 consecutive game since they've last kept a clean sheet in the league uh, that came on the 27th of August against Northampton Town so you know it's a long old time ago now uh, seven of their last nine games have been both teams to score and as for Gillingham six consecutive games without a clean sheet uh, five of the last six games have been both teams to score so yeah another couple of sides here with fairly strong both teams to score stats struggling defensively so Hopefully we can take advantage at a good price for the uh, BTTS tip. Mm. Anything else for you, mate? Um, I I flirted with Grimsby away at Hartlepool at 2.18, but I bottled it. I don't know if you've got anything else for the masses. A uh, couple, yeah. I also flirted with Grimsby. Um, I think their away form especially is pretty good. Hartlepool, yeah. five losses in a row mm. um, across all competitions. And, and Grimsby have won five of the last seven games away from home. So, you know, aside from their 1-0 loss to Barrow last time out, yeah. they've been 
very good away from home generally. Um, so I think they're worth considering. Um, I did look at Bradford at home to Crawley. Then oh, I, I tell you <laughs> what, football betting podcast Twitter is going in absolute meltdown no, right now. You didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> what I was going to say is I looked at Bradford at home to Crawley and then I remembered it's Bradford and they're on the ban list. Oh, okay. So they're not being mentioned. See, that's how much, <laughs> see, that's how much it's ingrained in my brain. I, uh, didn't even let you finish because I was so <laughs> appalled. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they, you know, plan on getting promoted like this because it's it's not good. It's not consistent at all, and uh, it's a punter's nightmare. nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Um, and then the only other one was Stevenage. So obviously they're doing very well this weekend. They're away at Colchester. Uh, Stevenage two point one two for the victory. Colchester struggling at the moment, really. They've lost five of the last seven games in the league, uh, not kept a clean sheet for 15 consecutive games. So Stevenage at above evens could be a, a decent price to get the victory uh, away from home this weekend. And that is the lot for me. Lovely. Um, so we'll just pivot to briefly mention last week's treble. Okay, so that's that. Uh, so moving on to this week's treble, Tom, uh, we've we've changed the record a little bit. Yeah, so this week's treble, back it if you dare. Um, we've gone for a both teams to score pick. So uh, Coventry against Blackpool, AFC Wimbledon against Harrogate and Doncaster against Gillingham. So all three games, both teams to score, pays on matchbook.com, 6.8. Two, it is Halloween, so maybe it's uh, yeah, not going to be too scary for us this weekend. Not sure. Well, it, it makes sense that on 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 or around Halloween that the curse will be lifted, right? Mm, true, true. Yeah. Very well put. Um, we'll see. Okay, let's pivot to the worst game in the world, which is fancy football. I am down in two hundred and seventieth. I don't know where you are. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely... 48. I can hardly gloat. <laughs> no, I'm, see, I'd say that's pretty good. Do you know what? That is... Where are you? 148. 248. 248. Two, oh, 248. Oh, no. You're, you're crap. I was going to say, yeah. if you're 148, <laughs> that's pretty... 148, <laughs> I was going to say, that's mid-table. Yeah, so, no, no, no. I did see a green arrow this week for the first time in about two months, so that was a, a welcome return. Yeah, it's it, it's the hardest game in the world. Uh, if you want to join our league, we've got over 300 teams in there now. If you've got a team with the fancy Premier League, like official fancy uh, world, uh, then you will join at your rightful spot. Just send us a DM on Twitter. Uh, we'll read out the top 10 in reverse order. James Ingham, Michael Tomlinson, Neil McCloy, Douglas Musto, Danny Whiteman, Phil Basley, Sammy Walton, Pat Ravenhall, Daniel O'Reilly and Dan Pinsker still top by four points uh, from Daniel O'Reilly. Um, me and Tom, just absolutely terrible. And I, do you know what? I'm not one of those people who is doing badly and says, oh yeah, I've not been trying. I, I, I check it every week and I do my transfers and everything. <laughs> like I'm well on it and I'm I'm so bad. So bad. So do I. And I'm convinced my team isn't even that bad either, but 
clearly yeah. it is. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, hey-ho. Um, moving on to uh, if you have enjoyed the podcast, we'd really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your pods. Yeah, and we would love a follow on social media, uh, Twitter specifically, T underscore FB podcast. Midweek Twitter tips, stats, insight, gambling chat, couple of retweets on there as well for those lucky people performing great content. So, yeah, please join in the fun. Yeah, and that is all then for this weekend. Please do get in touch if you have any winners on social. Let's see your bet slips. Uh, let us know your thoughts for the games this weekend, as you, you already have been doing. Um, and, yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>